0: Today is Friday, December 9th, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Brittany Griner finally freed in a prisoner exchange with Russia, but not everyone is all the way thrilled with this. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast. We're we bringing news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe, give a rating, share it with a friend. Let's get through the news of the day together. Tregon's Phillips, Billy Hallowell with me as always to get through just crazy 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 news cycle as always but guys what's going on happy friday
1: happy friday we're living in wild times and they get
0: wilder by the hour by the minute
1: they do yeah i was gonna say the hour is too long i think it's more the minute
0: (laughs) (laughs) indeed but uh i think so we'll we'll dive into this britney griner thing here in a minute Uh, but also is the has the war on christmas started is it officially underway oh yeah yeah it's raging
1: right yeah raging yeah. raging already in 2022 <laughs> but i guess you know we're in december so it's you know it's time yeah. it's a little late no
2: no it's, it's, little, not, it's usually
0: it's,
1: an october f- festivity right it
0: starts true. yeah <laughs> right i'm just surprised it hasn't been canceled yet but uh, there are there are incidents happening we'll get to those in a minute and also on the main thing india and nigeria they've been left off that state department's uh, religious freedom watch list Despite all the amount, high amounts of Christian persecution still happening in both those places, John Stolness will have the details on that. But first, we are going to get through the news in 90 seconds. In a dramatic tweet that read, She's safe. She's on a plane. She's heading home. The Biden administration says it's secured the release of WNBA star Brittany Griner. The price, U.S. Marine veteran Paul Whelan does not get to come home despite him being locked up since 2018 in Russia. And Biden agreed to send convicted arms dealer Victor Bout. He was convicted back in 2011 of conspiracy to kill Americans and is one of the inspirations behind the Nicolas Cage movie Lord of War. Bout was caught in a sting operation. He was trying to make millions of dollars by selling heavy weapons to a terror group. He's on, He was caught on tape saying Americans are a Common enemy, uh, and he tried to provide anti aircraft missiles to this terrorist organization. He's a former Soviet military officer. He was once known on the international arms market as the merchant of death. Griner had been in Russian custody since February after authorities discovered cannabis in her luggage. Biden said he's not forgotten about Paul Whelan, the Marine veteran. And Whelan's brother said he doesn't begrudge Griner's freedom, but he did say that uh, he would hope that America would be more assertive in negotiating to bring home its American citizens. Those are just some of the stories happening over on cbnnews.com. You can uh, check out those and more over there. So, guys, that, this was the kind of story I wanted to look at today and zero in on a little bit because there are all kinds of reactions happening to this. Of course, of course everyone's glad that... Griner is out of there. She shouldn't have been there. Clearly being held as a pawn to get exactly what Putin was hoping he would get in some sort of prisoner exchange here.
2: Yeah, and you know, it's it's really easy for us to be hypercritical and I don't think it's bad to have questions about it. We also don't know what went on in those negotiations, right? And yeah. how this how it unfolded. I think it looks it looks bad that you might have somebody else who's still there who we want to get out but we don't we we have to hope that there's some other negotiation going on that maybe we don't know about that would help free that person up right. i don't know right that I is the,
0: that is the tough part is you, you don't know all the details and how hard they went at it to try to to try to get that done because they did say they tried to get both of them and even paul Whelan's brother said that he was glad that griner was there and that um it was better to get one home than neither home. So, but he added that, hey, we need to be more assertive here. If if people like Russia are going to be grabbing innocent Americans, you, we need a swifter, more direct response. Be prepared in <laughs> advance. That's what he said. Because if you think about it, I, it's if they look like they're getting, if if the Biden administration's kind of landing in this spot that, hey, well, that's just all we could do. Does that not incentivize all these? bad foreign actress to just scoop up Americans when they get a chance and then it's just open season negotiating with the Biden administration.
1: Yeah. You know, I think this story is a perfect example of, of what we're actually, we're talking about for an upcoming episode of the faith versus culture on the CBN news channel. Like if, if you have a social media account and something like this happens, you're all of a sudden overnight an expert and you have an opinion and you, uh, you need to share it. You need to sound off on it. Look, I think there's criticisms that you can make just like you can with any politician in any administration under any circumstance like this. But you know the prayer as believers is that there's there's other other things in the works that can lead to hopefully both people but all Americans being back home and in, you know in in safe places. So yeah, it's a it's a crazy story. Obviously, it's great that she's back, uh, and you just you know we can look at the story like you said, Billy. It looks it doesn't look great on the surface, uh, but maybe there's more happening behind the scenes that we don't uh, that we don't know about. And I think as Christians, it's good to follow the example of being being patient, uh, still being critical when necessary, but being patient. One other quick thing, the fact that she's a celebrity does complicate it
2: too, right? When you have a celebrity versus a non-celebrity and the pressure that, I mean, how many celebrities are speaking out for her, talking about her and the, and you may not be getting that if you're not, if you're not famous and you may also, and I'm not saying the government did this, you may prioritize that person because of that. And I think that's part of part of you know again the questions that can be asked appropriately yes. you can oh, ask that there's
1: question. a there's a political there's a political benefit right <clears throat> to freeing Brittany Griner, and there's a there's a win there um visually that you might not get with freeing somebody who nobody knows anything about
0: right and the administration has also kind of pigeonholed itself when it talks about racial equality issues and how would it yeah. look for the people that are supporters of this administration that have touted all of the things that they're talking about with racial equality, if they would have, you know, brought someone else home who was uh, a white American. And, you know, I don't think personally that hasn't, shouldn't matter, but the administration has put a focus on race in a lot of these instances. So would he have gotten criticism from people on his side of the aisle if they would have taken the Marine home? So um it, tough situation. And we don't know all the details, but like you said, it does, it does complicate things, and it doesn't look great when the famous person that that's been over there more recently um, gets out first. When you've got a U.S. Marine who's been there for since 2018, that's, right? Uh, it, it, on the outside, it doesn't look great. But look, if you if the choice really was get one home or get neither home, um, then it seems like that's what you had to do. But the other thing that's you know it's this this guy this this merchant of death. I mean, that's the other troubling part. I mean, this is kind of reminiscent of when Bo Bergdahl was freed, if you guys remember that, during the Obama administration. And I think it was five al-Qaeda members. I'm just going off the top of my head here. I'd have to look that back up. But it seems like maybe we need to work on these trades a little bit. I'm not exactly comfortable with sending merchants of death and al-Qaeda people back out into the field. Obviously, I want to get our people home, but that's that's a tough one.
2: Well, also, you, I mean, there's so many angles on this, right? Like a, a person like, you know, Brittany, if you're releasing that person, does it send a message that, oh, prominent people – Keeping prominent people is the best way to get the U.S. Yeah. to negotiate, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's – and I don't think there's any easy position to be on here as as the government, regardless of what administration it is. It, this is not easy. You have to make difficult choices, and everyone else just gets to sit and judge it, but we're not the ones having to make those choices. Right. Right.
0: We will uh, keep you updated over on cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for the latest on that story because I'm sure there will be more developments in the coming days on it Uh, but for now we're going to head on into our next story and we have guys I believe it's here it's finally upon us has the war on Christmas officially kicked off so what's going on here Trey What what do we need to know
1: yeah, so I think at, at the same time that Christmas is going on, the other season that's happening, at least on the internet, is the war on Christmas <laughs> season. And we've uh, we've definitely, like, uh, like Billy said, I think we've entered it a little late, but we've entered it. So uh, vandals destroyed a nativity scene at this historic church in England. Uh, it's actually a, a 13th century church. It's called All Saints Church. It's in Ipswich, England. And the Reverend Danny Morrison, uh, he told local media that members of his congregation are distraught and saddened uh, by... By what some described as a barbaric attack that left this nativity scene. You know- really in shambles. uh, Even the figurine, Joseph, uh, his head was removed and was tossed to another place and all of the characters were uh, completely destroyed. Uh, So this is what uh, the, the reverend said. He said, why would someone have so much hatred and desire to ruin and destroy something that's not their property and something that's there to express someone else's belief? He said, I'm also saddened because I know the amount of work put in by so many people at the church and also saddened for the people who have done this. Uh, Weirdly, this is not the first time, uh, Dan, this has happened. In 2018, the same church, the same nativity was targeted and and destroyed in a very similar way. Uh, But one church leader, Jane Cornish, uh, she was particularly discouraged by this latest attack uh, because she said the figurines took obviously a long time to put up. Uh, And she said, we feel that this is something that is appreciated around here. Uh, noting that church members work hard to make sure that it looks nice each year. She said, I was so sad when we arrived in the morning to see it in bits on the ground. We have got other ready-made figures, which we use inside, but they're not as sturdy and and to fix the figures would take a long time uh, because they really are in little bits. So she said, she's not even certain that they'll get it back out. Uh, The positive is that Two city leaders in the government there have said that we'll do whatever we can to help you repair it. We'll do whatever we can to protect you. And obviously, they're looking for the vandals. Uh, I'm assuming it's probably the same group that did this in 2018, came back to do it again in 2022 uh, for obviously, I mean, no good reason to do something like
0: this. No, it seems like, hey, get get one of those uh, video cameras, those um, ring cams or something like that. Right get this thing if you know that this is going to keep happening it is it's demented that people do this stuff I, I just don't get it I mean what what possible good comes from that but it's not it's not the only one I mean Billy there's another one of these stories going on as well here in America.
2: All right. This story might be one of my favorite stories of the year, and I don't know. It's just like the different elements of it, but basically there's a Massachusetts library, and this particular library has apparently, allegedly, purportedly, because um, <laughs> we haven't heard back from them yet, So, but they have apparently banned the Christmas tree from their library because it made people, quote, uncomfortable. Last year when it was up now, the reason we know about this, and this is what I love about this story, the <clears throat> the person who is the branch supervisor at this library, this is the D the Dedham library. Um, it's the Endicott branch in Massachusetts. Her name is Lisa Desmond, and she posted about it. She actually spoke to the media. And posted about this on her Facebook page. Uh, She said that basically she was told people felt uncomfortable when they came into the room. But she was very upset about this. She's been working for the library for 28 years. And she said, here's what she wrote. She said, quote, I found out today that my beautiful library will not have its Christmas tree this year. Zero explanation. When I asked, I was told people were made uncomfortable last year looking at it. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> and then she <laughs> goes on. She goes on to talk about how she celebrates other, you know, that she has a lots of lots of different friends who are of different faiths and they have different traditions and she thinks that's a great thing. You know, really she seems perplexed as to why the tree isn't going to be there now. This sparked a massive this post um, response and a debate about the Christmas tree, whether or not the library was an appropriate place for the tree. Lots of other people wanting to see the tree back, um, but but really a bizarre story. And and I have to t- I have to tell you though, it's elevated because there was a person. Who posted this? I mean, expletive laden response to this woman calling her all sorts of names. How could you start this whole tree drama? You've put people's lives in a lot of danger, they told her. I don't understand what that even means. So, this is elevated into a massive now national news story.
0: I feel like what we're seeing here, I mean, this for that second one, I mean, this is the, I feel like this is the ramifications of giving everyone a venue to share every one of their thoughts they've ever had on anything. And then this is the result of that. Nobody would ever know about what those people are thinking. Now, the one uh, that you did, Trey, I mean, that one is a physical, not an online thing. They actually went there and beheaded a nativity scene. I mean, it's just like what? I just don't understand what's going on in someone's mind when they're they're thinking this is what I'm going to do. I mean, the only thing I can hope for is this is just like some idiot kids pulling a yeah. prank like not somebody actually mad <clears throat> and trying to
2: okay but wait, i'm sorry that, who's neither offended one's by good a, but i know I, but who's defended by a
1: christmas tree? i don't tree? know christmas trees i don't are understand practically secular
0: at this point <laughs> i just feel like
1: offended is who thinks that they're unsafe it's, it's not safe for me to be around a Christmas how do you, tree and
0: how do you take a walk in the park if you feel unsafe around trees like well, they're, not decorated. Them all. Like they're not know, decorated and there are
2: no candy canes.
1: <laughs> no Christmas shopping for you because you're going to run into a Christmas tree and you might be triggered. <laughs> uh, but look, I think it's it's just bizarre to me that we live in this world now where everybody else, like you said, Dan, the Christmas tree is essentially a secular symbol at this point for better or for worse. Yeah. Uh, but we live in this world where Christians are required to, to kind of learn to tolerate, which is fine. I am completely content to see menorahs. Around uh, during Hanukkah, that doesn't bother me. I'm not triggered by it. I don't feel unsafe. I think that's great. Uh, you know, obviously the roots of Christianity are Jewish, so it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, but non Christians, we have to change. We have to not have our Christian Christmas traditions because that might make people feel Is
2: unsafe,
1: that, in, in danger in some way. That's a st- well,
2: the danger, and, yeah. the the danger was her apparently by raising the issue that the tree had been removed when you read the message, people had been put in danger because it's enraging people that the tree was removed. That part of it, it's like, so nobody can ever push back on on anything because it puts people in danger when people are upset about it. Um, and, and look, in fairness to the library, we have not heard back. I placed a call, left a message. I I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a no comment, but yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I just, this idea, this whole concept of I'm uncomfortable at something, <laughs> therefore it needs to go. That whole idea just needs to, people need to put, all people of all political stripes should be able to agree that that is a ridiculous sentiment. And you, 100%. Can, you can see the obvious conclusion there. If we all are uncomfortable and if that validates something needing to go away, we would have absolutely nothing. Nothing would exist. It would just be a blank gray slate, everything gone because Honestly, though- we're all uncomfortable.
1: I feel like that's the that's the the way of the future. Like that's where we're supposed to be going. Is everything's supposed to be bland or not supposed to have anything? Yeah. You keep your Christianity in your household. You don't say anything about it anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, unfortunately, I think that's the way the culture is heading. That we're going to live in, in in a grayscale world here before long.
0: Yeah. Indeed. Well. So Merry Christmas, everybody, Merry Christmas, everybody. But <laughs> we're doomed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> moving <So> on. <laughs>
0: well, we here in America have people who are freaking out just because Christmas has arrived. There's, there's actual, you know, real evil and violence happening around the world. And in India and Nigeria, we've seen lots of Christian, Christian persecution there. But despite all that, the Biden administration's State Department, they left those two countries off the religious freedom watch list. And that's got a lot of people concerned Including the USCIRF, that's the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom. Well, John Stolen has caught up with Abraham Cooper uh, to talk about this list and India and Nigeria being left off it, and why that is a bad thing. We have that on today's main thing.
3: So, Chairman Cooper, the State Department late last week put out their list and it had a lot of the same, the usual suspects that we, that we normally see on it. Once that list came out, I know, I know USURF was upset that a couple of nations did not make the list in any way, Nigeria and India. With regards to Nigeria and India, what is happening in those two nations and why do you think they should have been on this
4: list? Nigeria, in many ways, is an anomaly because it is a democracy, It's an ally of the United States. It's the largest, most prosperous country uh, in Africa. Uh, Extremely important to us. Um, And it's also personally important to me because one of the reasons I even, I guess, was approached by USERF is that just before COVID, uh, I went to Abuja together with uh, Pastor Johnny Moore and we uh, debriefed about 90 survivors of uh, Christian survivors of Islamic terrorism from all all over Nigeria, the youngest being a nine-year-old girl. Uh, And this is a a, a country that has uh, all of the tools to ensure that its citizens should be safe, and they're not deploying them, uh, not in an effective way. Uh, And um, we believe that the US has very strong leverage with Nigeria that it's not using uh, in order to stop what some people call a slow-motion uh, genocide. And we're, you know, approaching now the Christian holy season, and unfortunately, you know, Christmas is an, a time of year when over the course of the last uh, few years, there's been an increase in kidnappings uh, pink People being held for ransom, uh, attacks against uh, uh, communities where homes are burnt to the ground, uh, and uh, and flat out uh, murder and intimidation from various sources. Our job at USERF is to remind, kind of, you might say, kind of a GPS, a moral GPS, uh, to remind the decision makers, in this case, the executive branches represented by Secretary of State Lincoln and also to inform members of Congress that a part, a central part, when we talk about a CPC country, uh, is um, uh, extremely important to deploy. Not that you want to have economics or other sanctions against uh, a friend or an ally, but uh, if you don't uh, pick up that cudgel, uh, you're not going to have, shall we say, behavior modifications or change in behavior. So it it is extremely frustrating, to say the least, for many, many people in Nigeria, innocent individuals, most of them Christian, but also some Muslim. They feel less safe because the United States has, in effect, given the Nigerian government uh, a free pass.
3: So we've discussed Nigeria a little bit. What is happening in India?
4: Every country has its own uniqueness. Uh, India is uh, described as the world's largest democracy. And it's really with a heavy heart that we uh, uh, wanted to, had to really designate India because there is um, among uh, some of the extremists in, among Hindus who've targeted others for discrimination, sometimes violence, uh, sometimes uh, worse. Uh, and again, on paper, uh, everyone's rights are uh, guaranteed. But in reality, if you're uh, a minority, um, your, your religious um, options uh, and the expressions are often limited. And, and frankly, sometimes you feel endangered just uh, showing who you are and, and pursuing uh, your own faith. India is a very complex uh, country. Uh, in central uh, in that part of the world and increasingly is a global player uh, and not an easy call to make. But again, if we take seriously the congressional mandate and, and if we go a little bit deeper, we want to go back to sort of core American values of religious freedom as a litmus test for the health of uh, and future of any uh, society, then unfortunately uh, India uh, uh, has uh, emerged in the recent years as, um, as a nation, uh, as a country, as a system uh, that uh, deserves to be on the countries of particular concern. India has never allowed a formal visit by USURF, uh, ever, uh, even uh, before this uh, uh, particular internal discussion. So I think they have an understanding of what USURF is all about, uh, and they consider these issues to be totally internal matters of their nation and uh, made it clear that they're not going to play ball.
3: What would putting Nigeria and India on these particular countries in which they're a particular concern, what would that uh, do in terms of, of getting these countries or helping these countries to be more aware of and to do more, to be more proactive in combating the kind of religious intolerance that we're seeing?
4: With Nigeria and the billions of dollars that flow from the United States uh, to that nation uh, for security and other uh, issues, uh, their country, I think, when they look at Washington, really has their main concern is making sure that that flow uh, of uh, financial aid uh, doesn't slow or stop. That means that the United States has definite levers that it could use in order to essentially uh, force whatever government's in power to just uh, live up to the laws of their own land. They have uh, police and, and military forces that are well-trained. Uh, they do have a court system. They have you know, elections, etc. cetera. On paper, it looks like any other normal democracy, but when it comes down to the daily lives of individuals and communities, uh, it, it is a, a country where millions of people feel that they're at peril. When we talk about India, uh, realistically, I think the the most important uh, point that could come out uh, from uh, a CPC designation, it, it could uh, set the stage for what's really necessary, which is to open a direct dialogue. This is not to focus on one religion or faith group. Uh, this right. is, uh, and especially we didn't have a chance to talk about it. What's going on in our own hemisphere in Nicaragua now, where uh, you know Catholic priests uh, are are being uh, you know thrown into jail. Uh, religious freedom is is been is literally under attack by the dictator who's running the country. Not to speak about you know Cuba. Uh, and, uh, and Venezuela and other and other uh, players. I think maybe also um, especially a time of raging anti-Semitism, a broken political uh, discourse in our own country, mm-hmm. what's uh, underlying strength I believe of USERF is that it's mandated uh, to uh, operate bipartisan. In other words, you've got three people appointed by the President of the United States and then two mm-hmm. each, by the Democratic and Republican leaders in the Senate and the House
3: well it is great work you all are doing very important work you all are doing and for people who would like more information on the different nations we've talked about uh this report usurfs reaction to it and and all the other work that they're doing you can go to their website it's usurf.gov u-s-c-i-r-f the united states commission on international religious freedom chairman cooper thank you so much for taking some time to speak with me today i appreciate it
4: my honor god bless be well
3: all right, John, thanks so much for that
0: conversation there. Of course, we will keep uh, you up to date on what's going on with India and Nigeria over at cbnnews.com, faithwire.com. And that leaves us with time for one last thing.
2: You know, with all the anger and fury and chaos, I love Proverbs 24, one. Do not gloat when your enemy falls. When they stumble, do not let your heart rejoice. Because it's such a human nature thing to be like, oh. You got what was coming to you like, yeah. and just to relish in that. So I, I love that scripture because it's convicting.
1: Yeah, no, I think so often uh, that's the thing that's so encouraging about stories like the ones we just went through. Even the the pastor of the church in England uh, where that the nativity was destroyed, his first response was being prayerful and feeling sorry for the vandals who destroyed it. And we see that so often in America when different church figures or whatever are, are destroyed or vandalized. More often than not, the first response is from parishioners and church members saying you know, I wish that their hearts were in a different place. So that's a good reminder.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. It's a great spot to leave it here on this Friday. As always, make sure you get on over to com and Faithwire.com for news from a Christian perspective. It is more important now than ever to see the news through a Christian lens because times are getting pretty crazy out there. Lord willing, in that creek don't rise, we'll be back here on Monday with more. God bless. See you then. Have a great weekend.